Gate 14 podcast. We're joined with a very, very special guest, a legend in the game. It is Kevin G.O.D. What's up, big dog? How are we doing? What's going on, guys? I'm a little disappointed by what I just witnessed on my television for the last two hours. I was depressing. It was sad. And to be honest with you, I didn't. I wish I didn't sit there for the last two hours and waste my life watching it. There that's, it is. And that's it, though. Yeah, it's nightmare fuel. And if you're looking at the screen, you can also see uh, we got a producer for this episode because Avery and JR are in Mexico living it up, wheeling moms, doing what they're doing down there. So we are joined by producer Chris. Chris, what's up, man? How you doing, brother? Um, I, Outside of Toronto sports, I'm doing good. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, no, it's uh, so let's go into it, Kevin. Before we actually before we go into what we got to witness on our TV screens, you so I'll give the people a backstory on how we connected. So you followed us, humble brag for the Gate 14 boys. You love to see it. Yeah. And you you saw us on like how did you come across the Gate 14 podcast? And what was your first impression of the Gate 14 podcast? Well, I was watching I watch a lot of Blue Jay shit on uh YouTube, so I get recommended a lot of Blue Jay shit just in my recommended and stuff. And I remember seeing because I watch other Blue Jays podcasts too. So I remember seeing one of your guys's. I think it was the one you guys were talking about, Kevin Gosman. That was it was in the title or something. So I watched that one. I like it, man. I like the energy. I like that. It, you know, it's like you guys don't give a shit, right? Like it's just <laughs> like I like that's what I like. Like you know, I don't like this. Is just my opinion. Like I, if you like the the podcasts that are just like you know by the book, everyone's in a suit and tie and talking professional, and like you guys are just like. Just hanging out, having fun. I was just like, damn, these guys are cool. So I was just like, <laughs> followed you guys on Twitter. And then this guy's crazy, man. Johnny's crazy. I don't give a shit what he says. If he tries to if he tries to say to anybody, he's no, he's this guy's crazy. This guy on Twitter, this guy's hilarious. He's one of the best. If you're a Jays fan, you need to follow this guy. This guy's out of his mind. All right. You need to follow him. He's he's one of the best. He, he might be the best Jays follow. On Twitter, 100%. that's high praise, Kevin. And and listen, a lot of people will say to me, I appreciate that. A lot of people will say to me, all like, or or, or the comments will be like, this guy's insane, this guy's insane, this is the stick. No, this is genuinely how I like. You could ask my friends when I'm watching Jays games. I live or die by this shit. And obviously, right now, I am miserable with what just transpired yeah. in front of my TV screen. But let's go into you for a second. So obviously, you kind of came up in the game, and you're just been running. It. When we told our followers and our listeners. You've been coming on the podcast. I've been getting like tens, hundred DMs. Just when's Kevin coming on? When's Kevin coming on? I was telling him pump the brakes. He's coming on Thursday. When did you kind of have that arc for you where it's like, holy shit, I can do this full time now. And this could be like my gig. I could just, I, I can like quit my normal job. Like just give the people a little background on that. When that happened for you. Oh shit. Uh, damn. This is like. Well, I remember I started I started YouTube in 20, 20 it was actually 2015 I, I made my channel and then uh, 2016 is when I started making I kind of I was working full time I was doing uh, I was working installing laminate flooring <laughs> that's what I did and it was probably one of the worst things in my life but then i finally i finally quit that cuz i was like you know what i don't want to be miserable the rest of my life i kind of want to do something that's like kind of fun so then i quit that and then remember i maxed out my credit cards buying equipment which was pro that's not good advice and you should never do that but that's what i did and i remember i started making videos in 2016 and i think around August of 2016 is when I started to be able to make some income from it. I think the first I remember it's it probably the happiest day of my life. I made $117 in August of 2016. And I remember just being the happiest I've ever been in my life because it was probably the first it was the first time I've ever made money doing something that wasn't miserable. So well, I, I mean, at that time, I was still living with my uh, my mom at the time. So I was able to actually, you know, she was she was actually cool as fuck and just, you know, let me kind of do whatever I could to try to do something not being miserable. So, if you know, if she was trying to make me pay rent or something, I wouldn't have been able to do that. But shout out, mom. She uh, yeah, she was she was really cool about all that shit. And then, uh, yeah, once 2018 was when I kind of started to make or 2017, actually 2017. Around like the summer is when I started. That's when I moved into my. I moved into my first apartment early 2017. I made 
uh, kind of enough to pay for rent and shit. It wasn't like some, it was just kind of a dump of an apartment. Neighbors hated my fucking guts because I was always <laughs> yelling and shit. Fucking the, the 80, she was maybe, she may have been 150. She was just some <laughs> old lady. She, every time she saw me, I had to go and take the garbage out every night. And she was always in the lobby and I always had to walk by her and she was just like, you know, you got to keep it down. Neighbors are going to fucking kill you or I'm going to like, you know, kick you out pretty much. But then, yeah, 2017 is probably like the first year that I was able to, you know, probably say that I can do this full time. Luckily, somehow I don't know. I, I have no idea. Somehow people like watching what I do. I have no idea why, but it's just it's kind of crazy to think about that. People actually enjoy anything that I do on the Internet, to be honest. I think it's the factor like that make you and I'm not going to put myself in your class, obviously, but like. It's just the relatable factor. Like, no no one wants to watch some dude break down MLB The Show or watch some dude break down the Toronto Blue Jays. They're, you want to have, like, a person that you can kind of relate to with that and you could, like, go through the ups and downs of certain shit with that. But I got a question for MLB The Show here. And this is – I'm not a big MLB The Show guy. The, our co-host Avery is. But yeah, this is a short question. Okay. Is it – what makes MLB the show different each year? Because I could play 2019, 2020, 2021, and it'll all look the same to me. So what makes MLB the show different year by year? Because in my dumb brain, I'm like, what What the fuck are we paying $90 for But this is the exact same thing as the year before? Dude, that's a valid question, to be honest with you. And <laughs> really, what it comes down to, okay? The graphics will always look the same. It's just we're, we're kind of at the point where <laughs> graphics just can't get any better. If they did, it'd be scary. It'd be like some real life type shit if they were any better. So what it kind of comes down to, the mode I play is called Diamond Dynasty. And what it is is you get like virtual baseball cards and you kind of like collect cards and play with all of them like against other people online. So what what the developers need to do to make it seem different is they need to get new people in the game, like new legends this year. They were, they were able to get uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire in the game. So that's big. And then other things, just try to make it so the content is fresh. Try to do different things so like the online mode's different. You want you don't want to be playing the same thing like you're saying. It's just, sometimes I agree. That's where I feel like Madden's at. It's just the same damn thing every damn year. And it's like, why the fuck am I getting this? But MLB The Show, I feel like they do a good job with making like the online content different in a way, especially this year, it's it's completely different than it was in years past. Like the way you can earn uh, players and shit like that. It's just, it's kind of, uh, it's just kind of the way that they have to make it. So the online shit is new and refreshing, making it different every year, the way you can unlock people and just earn rewards and shit like that. Just make it so it's fresh and people don't want to come on the same damn game every year. If that, I don't know if that made any damn sense. But you just got to try to make the online modes by earning rewards and collecting cards and putting new legends and just new people in the game that people are excited about. That's what it comes down to. So who is like... Uh... Who who's like a a legend in the game or just like a player on the Jays that you've kind of stuck to on who'll always be on your on your Diamond Dynasty team, a guy that just absolutely rakes, but I don't know if he should be raking or just a guy that you just can't let go of that plays for the Blue Jays that's on your Diamond Dynasty. Is it Trevor Richards, maybe? Who is it? Uh, Jesus, at this point, they had a 99 Vladimir Guerrero Jr. two years ago, and I swear to Christ, that was like the happiest day of my life, which is kind of pathetic to say, but it was. And every year they have different players. This year they have like a high diamond, high tiered Bo Bichette. So that's kind of the card I like using, even though I'm not really using them at the moment because of what I'm like specifically doing. But uh, Bo Bichette, George Springer has a high tier card right now. Uh, last year it was Carlos Delgado, but not there was a 99 Vladimir Guerrero Jr. that was in the game two years ago, and that was like my favorite thing that I've ever seen. But uh, this year they haven't really released two insane Blue Jays cards. I'm I'm assuming at some point they might release uh, a not they don't have a high tier Vlad yet, so they're probably gonna hopefully release a high tier Vlad at some point. But if they release him, then that would be someone that never leaves my lineup, and I'm amazing with them. I can honestly yeah. say that they need a Matty chopsticks. That's for real here. They need Matt Chapman to go after. He that. might, he might get, he will, he won player of the month for uh, April. So what they, they base that, I think off of kind of like real life shit. So he might get like a high tier diamond. Like, I think they're actually the updates tomorrow. So we'll find out if he gets one, but I think that might actually happen. 
You love to see it. So let's go into the series. So obviously, for the listeners who got to listen to last episode, I think I quote-unquote said, I don't know when this Toronto Blue Jays team is going to lose looking at the pitcher matchups. So I'll take I'll take accountability. Hand up. I fucked up. You hate to see it. But let's just... How, where was your level of confidence after that Seattle Mariners blow up? Did you think that it would just be like a snowball, like a torpedo of just continuous meltdowns? Or what did you think after that? Because I genuinely thought they'd win this series with ease. I don't think the Red Sox are that good. I'm not going to give them their flowers. Sure. But I just think, I just genuinely thought this team was better than this. Just could be, could bounce back better. I'm not going to overreact with it, obviously. It's, it's only five games, but yeah. this was cat shit. This was terrible. Man. I don't know. I'm just kind of at the point where it's like I watch the Jays and it's almost you can't even get too excited with what you're watching. I, f- I feel ever they'll they'll be like the best team you've ever seen. The, the pitching, everyone's well, not everyone, but most of the guys on the team are doing amazing. And then what this happens where they stink and then it's just like, what the fuck's happening? So I don't know if I can even really have confidence that this team can play consistently until they do it for a while because they will, you know, they'll they'll go on a winning streak, they'll win a bunch of games, and then they'll just look like shit against the Red Sox, who might actually be better than what people think. I don't, what the hell was I watching? I, I don't know, man. This, this, this Yoshida guy, this Yoshida guy, I don't know if it's just this series, he might be the best left-handed hitter I've ever seen. I mean, I he was hitting balls like 110, like it was what nothing. Was I have Dude, no idea. What, like every, boom, hit, boom, hit, boom, hit. Everything was coming up and just, they no, you couldn't get them out at one point. It's just, and some of them were weird, like they were reaching on airs and shit, but man, I don't know what the fuck the, the AL East even is anymore, to be honest. What, hey. what, what the hell's going to be the AL East in three months from now? And you made a good point there with like the this team not being consistent. I feel like it's always been like that, like the last four or yeah. five years. It's never consistently like let's just say a six hundred winning percentage where they're just they they go they take I'm not good on math. We'll say fifteen out of ten. Like they'll go fifteen yeah. and ten in like a twenty five game stretch and continue to do that and just play decent baseball. It's like especially last year too because you got to think at the All Star break last year there were two games above five hundred or they were five hundred actually sorry yeah or two games above five hundred. It's never a consistency with this team. Like, all right, they just, they lost this game. They bounce back next game. It's just, yeah. they'll either go on a six game win streak or they'll just absolutely every facet of the game. You got Espinal making errors. Gossman's giving up runs. It just, it's yeah. never consistent baseball with this team. It's always the the higher up or the lower. Up. It's never in the middle. It's, it, it's, it's the most frustrating thing as a Toronto Blue Jays fan. That's what we all have to realize. It's the, we'll never have a consistent team. That's just we'll always have the highs and the lows. That's it. Nothing in between. No, I think you're right, man. It's 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 kind of I'm I just accepted that at this point when they play amazing. And then if they play like shit, I'm just like, well, what 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 do you do? Because it seems like that's just a given at this point. You watching the Leafs game? Yeah. Yeah, I have it on up there too. I try <laughs> to keep an eye on it. Just you know, just, they might be they might be in trouble it's over. Shortly, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Over. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's I it, listen, man. And going back to that, it's like we'll, we'll talk about game one. Game one was a disaster class, yeah. a disaster class of a baseball game. Jose Barrios, you think it's it's like the Godfather? Just when he, just when you are out, he brings you back in because you know there is going to be a start within the next week or two weeks. He's going to go eight scoreless with fifteen punch outs, yeah. and you're going to think he's the he's the next coming of Cy Young. that game was a disaster class because one they should have won that game let's be as clear as possible here i mean i don't know what happened there it's just like they had a 3-2 lead and they give up the three spot where are you at with jose barrios kevin where do you what do you think about him because he was decent majority of the year it's just that was a really bad start Where, where are you at with him yeah that's i'm kind of at the same point with him as i might be with the whole damn team it's just who on beside well Barrios, yeah, it's just he goes up there and yeah, he will go eight innings, scoreless, look amazing. And then the next game, he'll give up five in the first inning. And <laughs> who on the Jays rotation right now? Beside or I, I don't know. Gossman. Who, who, Gossman. You could say Gossman. Yeah, Gossman, I guess. But Besides Gosman, who on the Jays rotation is really giving you confidence? 
that you will leave watching <laughs> that shit happy. I I don't know. Like I I mean Manoa is you know he kind of had rough starts, but I still believe in him. I still believe him. Like some people I've seen people on Twitter are insane, dude. People in on Twitter are like fuck Manoa. Like what? <laughs> yeah, a couple. He was amazing for like two years, and then he has he has a rough start, and everyone's like, get this guy out of here. No, it's, it's it, I think that's fine. I think Manoa will be good. But Gosman, Kikuchi's looked good. I mean, he had you know it's just I I'm on the Kikuchi train. I agree. But just, I don't know. It's consi- it's consistency, man. It's just, it's just like what's happening, right? Like I think I think is it crazy to say Chris Bassett is like just this year, not based off past performances with Manoa and stuff like that. Chris Bassett is like the number two guy that I can genuinely trust when he's on the mound because that, yeah. that that Mariners one he kind of got shafted with the no strike call on the paint and all that type of stuff, and then he yeah. gave up, went scoreless the rest of the game. I think Chris Bassett, in my opinion, is like the clear, as of right now, the number two guy that I can genuinely trust coming out of the bullpen and be like, or start a game, be like, all right, the Jays have a really good chance of winning this game. My problem with Manoa is Manoa is too fucking wild. I mean, the guy hits everyone. He walks the house. That's just this year. Barrios just throws cock shot four seamers that get sent to the moon. And Kikuchi is like, you never know with this guy. I mean, he was good, obviously. We start, we're with the we did the Kikuchi corner thing. We're massive Kikuchi guys. We made shirts, but yeah. it's like, you never know. He's a question mark too, because when he doesn't throw strikes, or he'll just throw cock shots like Brios. It's this rotation is just such a question mark all across it. Besides Gossman, maybe and Bassett, like that that Brios start was terrible on Monday. He's, yeah, he, he's, he's 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 just when he's bad it is hell it's, it's to watch. Ba- it, it's not even bad. It's like catastrophically horrific. It's just it's it's so bad. I I I don't even know if I could say what I would rather watch than watch a Jose Barrios <laughs> bad start. It, it's it's just it's just so sickening. It's it, it you might as well just turn off the game. There's no point. It's just it's just you can see it coming too. Boom, base hit. Boom, base hit. Boom, home runs like Fuck this. I'm going to fuck off. Like, this is insane. Yeah. But, but yeah, to be honest, yeah, what you were saying, I kind of forgot about Bassett, to be honest. It just ba- Bassett actually has looked good the last couple starts. I think Bassett might be, yeah, he kind of got unlucky in one of those ones you were mentioning, too. But yeah, Bassett and Gosman might be the only guys right now. Even, I mean, I still believe in Manoa, but to be honest, when he takes the mound, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, it's just, you never know, man. He's just going to be, he... be amazing. For me, and let's go into Brios' stat line here on that Monday game. He went five and one third, 11 hits, five earned runs, two walks, and two home runs. That is not going to win you baseball games, dude. No. That is, That's just when you terrible. get that. And, and I know we have people on our D, like people tweeting at us, DMing us, comments on our TikToks, the bullpen, the bullpen, the bullpen. I don't give a shit who's in the bullpen. You could have Nolan Ryan at the back end of the bullpen, fucking Trevor Hoffman. If your starting pitcher is giving up five runs in five innings, you have yeah. no chance in that baseball game, period. It, it was terrible. Yeah. And 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 the, the bright spot about that game was the Jays clawed back. Obviously, Red Sox made errors. And fucking Bo goes five for five, and you lose a baseball game. I know. Game. What the fuck is that? Dude, I know. That's what it's like. Uh, man, like even today... Vlad hits another moonshot, looks good, hit a double. And then, you know, it's just, I don't know. I feel like at this point in time, I'm just, when whenever it's, you know, people turn the game off and shit, they play back. I'm just watching Vlad and Bo at that point. I'm just kind of, because yeah, Bo goes five for five, they lose. And then Vlad is out here hitting 500 foot home runs almost, and they're still not winning. So it's just like, I just want to watch Vlad hit home runs at this point, right? Because, the, the, yeah, you can't trust barely anyone in the rotation right now, except yeah. for, I guess, I mean, Gosman's had rough starts too. So, I mean, I'm not, he's not. It's, it, yeah, I think just, anyone's it, worried it's, a about cl- it's, a it's just weird. It's just it's weird, a, man. It's, it's it's a cl- just, it, if Gosman has bad starts, it's just, it just seems fucking weird. Yeah. No, I mean, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look yeah, right seeing it that. It is weird. But, uh, yeah, shout out to our guy Griff because he pulled up this stat here for me. So, the rotation in this series gave up 20 earned runs in 18 innings. That includes three unearned. And the bullpen gave up eight earned runs in 13 innings with one unearned. Those numbers are fucking absurd. And when it all comes together, the offense did what they should have done to win a lot of these baseball games, right? I mean, you're scoring five runs on Monday. On Tuesday, you score six and you yeah. lose both those baseball games. If I'm the offense, I'm just I'm just saying like, 
what more do we got to do, man? Can you just not put up a seven? Can you not give up a seven spot so we can yeah. maybe win a baseball game? I don't know, but I don't know. And, and with the Romano thing, I want to talk about where are you at with yes. Joe Romano? All right, let's do it. Let's get into this. I actually was thinking about that when you we told me the Leafs just fucking lost. They fuck. They stink. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not fuel. winning. What is Na- this shit? Nightmare fuel, bro. All right. Um. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Is is this? I don't know. This is this a hot take? But it might be a hot take. Nate Pearson for the closer. <laughs> is that a hot take? I don't know. The thing is, you got to give, you got to kind of ease him into the high. Yeah, you can't just don't throw him in there right away, right? Like, kind of build him up, let him pitch a little bit more. But if Romano still goes in there and throws these fucking fastballs down the middle, giving up home runs and shit to blow saves, get him out of there. Put Nate in there and see what he can do. And then, you know, I, I get it. Romano is a nice guy, right? I feel like that's a thing where if the player is just a really nice guy, nobody like Kevin Biggio, people still believe in him. Which is right? wild People to me. People still dude. believe in Bijo just because he's a nice guy, right? He's a nice <laughs> guy. They don't want to, he's nice and he's cool and he looks funny and he's just a nice guy. They want to get rid of him. If Romano shits the bed, get rid of him. He could be the nicest guy ever. I want to see Nate Pearson come in here and there's so many options though. Gas. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you could go Swanson, you can go Nate Pearson. The thing is with Romano is, and we talked about this a, a couple of day, a couple episodes ago, it's like does Romano, this is my dumb brain, does Romano still get that cool entrance if he's coming in in the seventh? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. People, people they want to see the entrance, right? They want to see the cool lights come on. They want to see him strut out to the mound. They want to see the umpire cut him off in the middle of it to check his hand. They want to see all that crazy shit. I, I, they can't give him the entrance if he comes out in like the seventh. But I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, how can you give up on that? You've already given him his own custom walkout song. How do you give up on that? He's going to have to be catastrophically bad probably for them to give up on him. But I don't know, man. I'm all in on Nate Pearson. And I have been ever since. That's our guy. That's my guy. I love Nate Pearson. Front of the show. Front of the show. I love Nate Pearson. This is my thing is like uh, that ball that Romano hit, like that nuke he gave up to Verdugo couldn't have been more middle middle. (laughs) That was the worst location. That's what I'm saying. I feel like when Nate Pearson, like Nate Pearson, he might come in and, you know, throw ball one, ball two, ball three, and then he'll get, you know, strike one, strike two, and then get, you know, six pitch, seven pitch at bats. But even, I feel like even when he misses, it's okay. Like he might, like the other day he tried, I think Jansen was up trying to go up and he missed, missed by, I think it was the Devers. He missed way inside by like feet, still got him out. I feel like when Romano misses, it's right down the middle, and they're crushing it every single time. It's a good point. I mean, Nate hasn't Nate has a zero ERA right now so far. I mean, it's three appearances, obviously, but yeah, I mean, it's he, not that much. Yeah, he doesn't look bad. That definitely. I mean, obviously, throwing him in, it's not a bad problem to have, especially with the high leverage. And uh, I don't know. It just yeah, they wasted a Bobashek game on Monday. <laughs> five for five and you lose a baseball game it's like in the hockey when pavelski scores four goals and the stars lose it just it's just a tough tough thing tough taste to leave in in your mouth so Dude, just one, the... more, one more thing on nate if that's cool yeah dude does he not look different this year he Before, does, i man. swear to i swear to christ i remember watching some games like in his first year or two he looked scared shitless on the mound he looks scared and now he's coming in he's got the he's got the beard he's got the longer hair he just looks like he doesn't give a shit, right? Like he looks like he's just out there and he's just fucking, he's pissed off. He's just trying to strike guys out. He's like that outing, he, he his slider wasn't working. His curveball wasn't working. He was just throwing fastballs and he was still getting outs. Like imagine if he, if his fastball is working and, and his curveball and slider. And it just looks cool. Cause you know, he throws it at look, Full every every part of his body is going towards home plate. He doesn't he doesn't yeah. hold anything back no matter what. And it looks cool. It looks yeah. cool having a reliever that's like that. Because or change up, I meant I didn't mean slide. I meant change yeah, up. Change change up. up yeah. And, yeah. and Romano, he kind of looks like he's not holding it back, but he's just like just it's just whippy with his arm. Nate is like the whole body because you know yeah. Nate. He studies that science stuff in the off season. He does like has all those wires around him, so he knows how to like. uh maximize his potential with the way he throws baseball. So, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely a good question to be brought up and just keep throwing Nate in these high-leverage situations, especially with Zach Pop now, who's injured. I don't know if you saw it what tonight. but Yeah, yeah. What, what even happened? I, don't, I honestly don't even know. I It's just that's the most Toronto Blue Jays should have ever Yeah, that seen. is – yeah, it just, it's just <laughs> – how – 
they they're out there getting their asses kicked and then next time you look at the tv someone's getting like carted off the field or some shit that's like legitimately what toronto blue jays fandom is at this point <laughs> it's unbelievable dude it's and insane it is insane so let's go into the tuesday game obviously so Kikuchi was just terrible. I mean, he was missing, yeah. and when he was missing, it was bad missing. That was 2022 Kikuchi. Um, five earned runs in four innings, nine hits, two nukes, no walks, obviously, which is very weird for a bad Kikuchi start. But that was a we- that was a different Kikuchi start, like a bad Kikuchi start, because he was just giving up a shit ton of hard contact, and he wasn't walking, guys. You could tell he was like, I just want to stay in the zone. I don't have my stuff today. Little did he know, he go- his shit got absolutely sent to Mars. <laughs> it was yeah, terrible. Man. That was bad. That was a bad game. Yeah, I mean, I, I want I I don't know if there's a person on the Jays right now I want to do better than Kikuchi. We've said right? that when, since day one. I when he takes, I, like, I just feel I feel sad. Like my days ruined when Kikuchi has a bad start. It's just 100%. it's just it's just sickening. I mean, anyone else on the team could have a bad day. Vlad could go zero for five with five strikeouts. I still wouldn't feel as bad. Is it because Kikuchi? You could see it. You could see when he has a bad start. He just looks so sad. You say cares. We started yeah, that hashtag. Care. We made sure. <laughs> he legitimately looks like he's about to cry sometimes when he has a bad outing. So I don't know. <laughs> it, I I pray to Christ he does good every single time, but it, it's obviously not going to happen. But. I will I will say this. This was the most frustrating game of the series. We can make that very clear. The Jays were down 3 nothing. put up a six spot. Uh, yeah, six yeah, spot yes. in the top of the fifth. Fuck and then give up five unanswered. Or four unanswered yeah, four, to lose think, the game. Yeah, it was ins- it was that was that was insane. the most frustrating game. I'm fine with losing the rest. Of the, the rest of the games you could argue it's just baseball things. The Monday game, whatever. The the Wednesday, the Thursday game, all like today's game, all baseball shit. Just you lose, you got you got beat. That game, the Jays should have won that game. And one thing that really aggravated me about that game is we talked a ton about this. John Schneider has honestly underperformed as a manager. First yes, of all, man. Yusei Kikuchi yes. does not have it at all that day. And no. you make him go out there and face the lineup for the third straight time, yeah. a lineup who doesn't strike out, who doesn't get out easily, and you put him in to face the lineup three times. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, John Schneider, if he's overmanaging. I mean, tonight he used Swanson in like the fifth inning down four. I don't yeah, know what the yeah. fuck he's doing. Where are you at with John Schneider? Because He's, I know this team is still good. I, I, I'll i take that to the grave. I think I still think this team's really special. But John Schneider has lost them a decent amount of fucking games. That, that Dude, has to be talked about. The Eric Swanson shit has to be put into some conspiracy at this point. Like, did Eric Swanson sleep with John <laughs> Schneider's wife? Why does he fucking hate Eric Swanson? <laughs> he, he, it seems like he old yeah like he remember i remember watching i think it was one of your podcasts he literally went like a week without pitching eric swanson <laughs> a week, yeah one a week. week it was yeah. like six days i think that he didn't use eric swanson this needs to be legitimately people need to investigate this i don't know what's happening john schneider listen they might have to John Schneider worked under Montoya, so how how confident in him can you be? He's probably got a lot of his uh, managerial tactics. And what about Pete? Pete has to be Pete has to be somewhat to blame for this shit, right? Like I, John Schneider's out there. Do you think Pete's whispering in his ear, being you know telling him who to bring in and shit like that? That's he what might, Avery said, man. Avery I think said... Pete has to be a little bit accountable for some of this shit. Well, what Avery said on the pod is he said um, you could change managers, but there is just one constant over the last two, three years of just like terrible bullpen decisions. And it's Pete Walker's been there the entire time. Yeah, exactly. It's all like that's true. Pete Walker just not <laughs> getting any scrutiny because obviously John Schneider is the manager. He'll he'll get it. It's kind of crazy to me that like Pete Walker just kind of goes under the radar, even though he's been the only constant with the Montoya bad decisions and the John Schneider bad decisions. It's crazy. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just it's just John Schneider is he's he just seems yeah, he it seems he's like an overmanager type shit. Because even the game Manoa was pitching, I don't know if it was just me. Did you didn't it seem like he was in maybe longer than he should have been in? He, it just seemed like he well know, he got hit he got hit with a comebacker too right so yeah he, he got like hit with a comebacker yeah. Yeah. and then you know a lot of weird shit was happening in that game kind of but still it just seemed like he was in way longer than he should have been so I don't know what 
like what they could possibly be talking about. He got yeah, he got hit with a comebacker. So what are Pete and John sitting there talking about to each other when when that happens? Because he was in and he was kind of, you know, weird things started to happen. So even if he wasn't really getting hit around, getting destroyed, a lot of fucking weird shit was happening. So you kind of, you know, just, I don't know. He just, I'm not a fucking MLB manager. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a better, I'd be a better manager than John Schneider or some shit. But it's just, it just seems like he overthinks the fuck out, out of, of everything, everything bro. he does. Every single decision he makes is an overthinking pretty much. Yeah, it's it, it's been it's just been a weird stretch of games these last couple of, I, these last week and a bit. I don't know. It just uh, it, it's it's tough to watch. But another thing that I that came up to my mind, especially with that um, Manoa appearance yesterday, which we will go into, is you realize how lucky you are that we have Matt Chapman at third base because that error Espinal made yesterday that costed the Jays three runs. Matt Chapman makes that in his fucking sleep. He makes that play with his eyes yeah. closed, and Espinal just th- launches the baseball into the fucking dugout. It's, yeah, man. We are so lucky to have Matt Chapman, and you know damn well his ass isn't coming back here because the Jays aren't going to be know. able to afford to pay him. And it's going to be, it's going to hit us like a, br- it's going to hit us like a truck when we see that first ground ball. The third, we're like, oh shit, a platinum Glover's not over there. Dude, Chapman is 1,000% leaving, probably going to the Yankees, to be honest. Just <laughs> yeah, because they don't typical. have a third baseman. Yeah, That'd they be the third most base. typical fucking shit I've ever seen. <laughs> um, Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's almost kind of sad when you watch what Chapman's doing because you know it's not going to be around for long. And then, <laughs> dude, can we talk, can we, Whit Merrifield, what, why does, do they, does, does John Schneider hate him too? I don't. What's happening? I do let the fucking guy play. <laughs> I don't we got, know. We got Kevin Biggio in there who legitimately, I don't know if you rolled the ball to him, just, just like a fucking bowling ball, just kick it to him. I still think he'd miss it. I, is... I don't, I don't know what's happening. You can't even get a bunt down. Oh my God. That bunt that he had, that was bad. I, that was Kevin Biggio know, is hitting 118 with a 182 on base percentage and a 255. And his main thing, so the main thing that the Kevin Biggio truthers out there that try to roast me would say I don't know, man. is he gets on base. The dude's on base percentage right now is below 200. Yeah, so what is he year. doing for this team right now? I don't know if he's not anything. And why does John Schneider still continue to say, like, I let Kevin know, like, he's not going anywhere. We trust him is that what you're supposed to tell someone that's struggling that you could just, Hey, listen, man, you could struggle for whatever, however long you want. Just know I'm never leaving you. That's like telling your husband or wife or whatever. You could treat me as shit as you want, but I promise you, I will never leave you. So you just free reign, do whatever the fuck you want. That's what Sean Schneider said to Calvin Biggio. I don't, I don't know, man. I, what, let, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, we're sitting here ragging on Biggio and shit, but let's be honest. If Kevin Biggio's last name was not Biggio, is this guy playing for a major league baseball team? <laughs> I don't. I, I, I mean, I, not this year. Not, not, no, 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 no. Not this year, 100%. I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like it, if you, the whole, the whole it's early shit. I don't, I don't even know if I'd buy it anymore because in 2021, they missed the playoffs by one game. One fucking game. One bro. game. Whatever. So the whole, remember when they were, they, they went on a very bad stretch. I remember, I think at the beginning of 2021, that was when they had fucking, what was that guy's Chatwood? They had Chatwood, Chatwood Raphael Dolis. Like yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, like that's when games like they're blowing games and shit. Everyone's like, no man, it's fine, it'd be fine, like they'll be okay. And then they miss the playoffs by one game. And then what if they miss the playoffs this year by one game or something? I mean, it's just Whit Merrifield needs to play every damn day. I, he, I I'm a wit truther, he, man. If you know, give him a break every now and then, obviously. But what is this fucking play him for a game, then Biggio, then Merrifield, then Espinal, then, you know, it's it's like, put the fucking guy in. And if I see Brandon Belt's face one more time, <laughs> I might shatter every fucking electronic in this damn house. Why is he playing? He has. Why? He has right now the major no league reason. average. The major league average right now is 22% strikeout rate. His is 44%. His strikeout rate is 44%. 
I do not know how many more chances, and I don't feel bad for him either. You know why I don't feel bad I don't for him? Because yeah. this motherfucker he's been around missed forever. Spring training. He just yeah. he missed two three weeks of spring training. So you, am I supposed to feel bad for you that this is technically your spring training and you're not getting up, dude? He is. He is at bats are so unserious, it's, like it's, so it's unserious. A joke. It's, 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 I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it, it, what's more depressing than watching a Brandon belt at bat. I don't know if anything is it's sickening, man. It's, I don't know why that, I don't know. I have no idea why this guy is even in the lineup anymore. It's $9 million. Yeah, exactly. It's 9 million. Just fucking get rid of him. <laughs> He's like, you tell me Rogers gives a shit about 9 million. That's like less than a penny to us. Probably. It's, it's like, fuck that. Like get just get him out. It's it's it, May. It's not it, the first two weeks. It's May at this point. I know people, and I listen. I, I I'll still hold it true that it's still early and stuff like that. It's just fuck, man. It's like at some point we just got to say we got to start winning baseball games yeah. again. I I don't I don't know what it feels like to win a baseball. It's been five days. Yeah. I, it's, it's the last happiness I had was a Dalton Varsho walk off when I thought this team was the greatest thing that ever fucking exists because everyone felt- was clicking. That felt so long ago. How that was not even that long ago. It felt like it may have been last season. <laughs> it, That's how, so... it felt last season. Legitimately, it felt like it was last damn season. And the things that have been pissing me off about this is, is like, so we waste the Bobashek game five for five. We waste the Dalton Varsho three for four with a home run game where he's looking back as fuck. Unbelievable. It's just, we're just wasting these games with these hitters that yeah. turn into Barry Ball. I mean, Dalton Varshow's starting to figure it out. I will say that he does look really, really good. So yeah. that's another. That's like Last a positive. Games, yeah. That's a positive you can take from this. A lot. There's actually a decent amount of positives you could take from this series. One, the offense looks awesome. I mean, they're they're scoring runs. They're putting up runs. They're not yeah, they like are. they're not putting. It's like they're putting up crooked numbers. That's all you can ask for. It's just when the this pitching when it is bad, it it's, is it's awful. It is awful. Like you can't even have the best offense ever in there, and it's you're still losing baseball games, man. I. It's yeah, it's been bad. But going into that Manoa start, obviously a little bit of bad luck, man. I mean, the Espinal yeah. error really fucked him, man. That was that was catastrophic. Yeah, you that knew, was like, bad. Dude. Yeah, like you knew that was just about to be a snowball worth of shit. So, like that game was eight to three. Jays were never really. I mean, they were technically in it when they were up three two in the fifth, and they just gave up a run every single inning after that. Yeah, um, it, it it was just bad. And I, I I've been squatting on a take here. I think Trevor Richards is not a bad reliever. I think he is better than Anthony Bass. I think he is better. 100%. I, I think he's like the fifth reliever. Like, he's a good reliever to have where you don't throw, you don't have to worry about throwing him in high leverage because obviously you don't want him there. But he's a good reliever to one, eat innings, and two, he's going to give you a zero or one run through two innings or three innings when he's doing a little bit of long, long leverage. So, I don't know. Where do you stand with uh, Trevor Richards, man? I don't, I don't think he's that bad. I think he gets a shit ton of hate for not really, a, like, no reason to kind of. Man, I I agree with you. I'm not even just saying that either. I feel like sometimes he comes in, his change-up's unhittable. Unhittable. Right? Like, And then I'm sick and tired of Anthony Bass. I am. I don't oh. even give a fuck if he looked like a clown on Twitter or not. The guy just looks like an idiot. And he just he just, he just sucks this year, right? Like, he has to be like, – for, for Christ's sakes, they were down – they're down today. He was going to come in for like mop up duty just to hold up the, just to, you know, clean up the shit and hopefully not give up any. That's where he's, that's where he's at on this team. He's just kind of like a. And last year he was a sub two ERA guy. Yeah. He was great. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. I don't know what happened. And then the wild card you know, game broke him, bro. The wild card game that broke him. Might be true. And, really you know, good. it's just the fact that, you know, everyone hates him because he looked. <laughs> Why that guy, he just looks like an idiot, right? Like, even if he didn't look like a fucking toolbox on Twitter and make his, like, family look kind of stupid, or not even kind of stupid, just very stupid, he just looks like an idiot, and I'm just sick of seeing him, to be honest. Like, get the like I just hope they get rid of him, and I just... Didn't he deactivate I, I, his Twitter? He deactivated it. That's just how you know it. How, like, how do you fucking do something like that? You, you, you start making stupid-ass posts... Do it, and then you, and then you know when 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 shit gets tough, you, de- you deactivate your Twitter. It's like get, get get out of here. It get was the bad. fuck out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a nightmare. It just doesn't. And the thing is, obviously, like Jays fans, we do a lot of scoreboard watching. And when the, when we're going through stretches like this, and you see a team like the Rays just never lose ever again. That's it's so just fucking so stupid, fucking man. frustrating. I mean, it's dude, stupid. As they're hell. twenty-four and six. Yeah, <laughs> they're it's twenty-four stupid. and six. 
30 games in, they've only lost six games. Dude, the Rays are the most annoying team maybe of all time, not even just in baseball, just of all time. They always beat the Jays, which is the most annoying part. And they just, it just, and they always do it with, who on the Rays offense would you say is like a top 10 hitter in baseball? Just Probably overall. Wander Franco, maybe. maybe, maybe well, yeah. Okay, well, besides Wander Franco, who I don't, else is I, like, I, don't, I couldn't give you one, to Like, is anyone in the in the Rays lineup, Aaron Judge, fucking, you know, someone, I don't know who else to name, just someone like that, right? Like someone who comes up to the plate and you're like, holy shit, this is scary. No, they will go out there and they'll be like the best team in the league with just guys you've never even heard of half the time. It's just it's just so weird, and they're pitching too. I can't even tell you how many times I've been watching them play. The Rays will just pull some guy out of nowhere. Who the fuck's this guy? Carves up the Jays, carves up, and he becomes one of the best relievers in the league or something. Like I don't know, their scouting department is elite, especially Insane. for pitching. It's it's it might be the best ever. It's they it's, are it's unfair. They have the best coaching scouting. Front office. I mean, they can't really sign. I mean, they signed Franco to that deal, which he 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 could probably walk away from. I think he can walk away from that after a certain amount of time or something. Like people are saying, he's not going to actually finish that contract. I think after the what is it, the fourth or fifth year? I don't know what year it is. I think after that year, it's because the way it's like structured. I think he can kind of walk away from it after a certain point. Like no one thinks he's actually going to stay there for whatever the hell it was. But I mean. It's just it's just sickening that they do good every single year. I, I want the Rays to do bad. That's all I want. We'll I never see terrible. that. I don't think. We'll. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see that at this point. Yeah, I think they have the technology and the like the guy like the guys in the staff department where we'll just never see that. And obviously, speaking about the positive with Dalton Varsho, I mean, this is a guy who looked terrible, but look at him now. I mean, his last seven games, he's eight for twenty-seven with two home runs, yeah. six RBIs, hitting two ninety-six with a three thirty-three on base percentage. I mean, he's really figuring it out. And I know Barker said something about him switching from a toe tap to just going back to his leg kick, which obviously yeah. is going to result in a, more strikeouts, but he does make more harder contact doing that. So I do love him going back to that leg kick. I, I think it's going to make drastic changes. It already has made drastic changes. So I am excited to see Dalton Varsho kind of figuring it, figuring it out, especially with this entire lineup also like raking, man. I mean, they're putting up like the, like the middle of the order, the top of the order is all hitting above 300 pretty much. So um, yeah, I mean, look at the line. I mean, Bichette 328, Guerrero 317, Chapman 364. Then you got Varsho right after, then Kirk and Merrifield. Those are four, like, that's like a pretty massive chunk of the lineup that is competing. And that's not even mentioning George Springer, but where do you stand right now with Georgie boy? Like, do you think George Springer is maybe injured or like, what's going on with this guy, man? He just, he's having unserious at bats, just unserious. He, does, he just doesn't look good at all. Yeah, man. I don't know. Fuck. I just, I, I don't know if you can ever really, I mean, I guess now he looks terrible, but I mean, I don't know. I just, when George comes up to the plate, I still believe he can actually do something. I don't know. They, Hazel interviewed him the other day. He didn't look like he really gave a shit, which I guess is good. You don't want him to be depressed about it or some shit, but yeah, man, just fucking at some point in time, he's going to be He's just going to be coming up and hitting clutch ass home runs like, all the time. Yeah, and shit again. for sure. So You'll I, I always like have that. Yeah, like there's no way that George is going to struggle like this the whole damn season. If he does, that's the weirdest shit ever. I mean, he has had a lot of injuries the last couple of years, too. So I don't know if some of those are still bugging him and shit. It's kind of, I don't know. It's just, I I, I think Springer's going to be fine. Springer, by, by like the middle of the summer, Springer's probably going to be fucking just shitting on everything he sees probably again. This is my thing, think. though, that kind of sucks with Springer is like, in the last 30 games, like this is a pretty decent sample size you can use now, right? Last 30 games, he's 21 for 118. He's hitting 178 with a 242 on base percentage and a 263 slugging. That's a pretty big sample size to say to John Schneider, let's give Bo more at pass. Why don't we leave off, lead off Bo and move Springer down at some point? At some point, he's going to have to do that. I know George Springer is an awesome leadoff hitter, one of the best ever, most leadoff home runs, but he just doesn't have it right now, man. Like you gotta at least get move him down in the lineup to where he's seeing a little bit more foul. I don't know what it is, but man, it just you gotta you gotta switch shit up with this guy because he is not he's like I said he's unserious at the plate. Yeah, I mean, fuck, dude. I just I don't know. It's hard. It's I'm, I'm I just don't know. I just fucking feel like at any point in time, 
Like what? The only guy on the off. I mean, Vlad and Bo. I mean, those guys are just fucking unreal. I mean, I I just can't believe how good Bo and Vlad are at anything, let alone baseball. For Christ's sakes, like Bo might be like the best hitter in the damn world. If you he, you, you, you can make it. the argument he's the best hitter in the league. I mean, he's led the league in hits two years in a row. It's <laughs> dude. People wanted Bo gone last year. People wanted Bo traded. They wanted to get rid of Bo last year, which was like the most insane shit of all time. Are they gonna fucking sign Vlad and Bo? It's What's that's happening? like that's that's like seven hundred million dollars you got to commit to two guys. I don't know if Rogers is yeah. gonna do that. And then. You also have to think about like what's going on with Manoa, right? Like what's going on with uh, Gossman too. I guess you can make I, it, yeah. maybe I don't know. Like yeah, they got so many people they may have to sign. Like Vlad and Bo, yeah, that's a shit little. What I said, and I think I said this on 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 the pod or something like that. We just got to enjoy the next three four years because you might never have a team that's assembled or as special as this is. I mean, you got Bassett locked up, Gossman locked up for the next couple of years. You got all these guys that are going to be locked up. So this is going to be a team that's going to be special for a pretty decent amount of time. But after that, it's like Bo Bichette might be gone because the team, you know what team's offer going to offer him 350, 400 million, especially with how contracts are going now with shortstops like Trey Turner. Um, I think Vladdy's going to be be a Blue Jay for life. But I think Bo is the only question mark with that. That That's where I stand with that. But you just, yeah, we, you just got to enjoy that. But let's go into today's game, man. So today's game was just, yeah. uh, there, there's nothing really else to say besides that. It, it was just a kick in the dick. Like it was just yeah. a team that looked like they wanted to get out of Fenway park today. That's what it was. Yeah. That's, that's probably a good assessment to be honest. I don't know, man. When you, and then again, John Schneider coming up, does he, did, did he want to get swept? I feel like he wanted to get swept on putting like, Biggio and belt in the line. That almost makes it seem like you wanted to get swept. Doesn't it? You just lost the first, you just lost. The last million games, it seemed like, and then you put Belt and Biggio in. What's the plan? I don't, I don't, I don't understand what the plan is. They, is he just wait? Is does he just think that one day both of them are going to be amazing? I, he, I don't. I know. think he thinks one day that Belt and Biggio are going to be the best hitters on the team because he just keeps using them, especially Belt. Belt's in almost every game, and it's why. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a free out. It's it's it, when he comes up to the plate, he's out. This is my thing with this. So it's very hard for an offense to get going when your starting pitcher gives up an eight spot in like three innings. Yeah, that and that, that's where I stand with that. It's like, yes, was the lineup asked, but we could have never really known if they would have been serious because the Jays gave up an eight. It's hard as an offense to just you already have lost yeah, four man. in a row. It's hard as it's hard for an offense to just you're on, you're you're playing defense. You give up an eight spot. It's like fuck. We just lost four in a row. Now we're down eight. Like it, it's yeah, hard dude. to wake up and compete when it's when you're kind of like that, right? That, that's where I stand with that. No, you're right, man. You give up fucking millions of runs early in the game. It's you you can't. You know what I mean? Like what does everyone else on the team think? Like what do you think Vlad and Bo are sitting there thinking when your team's down six nothing or some shit early? It's just like, well, what the fuck's happening, right? Because besides them and Chapman. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I really well, and Merrifield. I Merrifield is fucking doing really good in my opinion too. But fuck, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, you're right though. Like the offense hasn't even looked that pathetic in most of these games. It's just like, man, get an out. So the the pitchers, Red Sox, might actually be fucking just a lot better than people think. I guess I don't know. They looked fucking amazing this damn series. Their offense did. Holy yeah. shit. I'm not quite sure how much credit on? to get. I'm not I'm not sure how much credit to get the Boston Red Sox. I don't know. They they definitely beat the brakes off the Jays this week. That was a kick in the dick, obviously. That was yeah. that, that, that yeah, that's just that that the best way to categorize it is the Jays just got outplayed. They just wanted to get out of Boston. It obviously a place where they were comfortable playing in last year. They beat the brakes off the Boston Red Sox last year. It just it was there's, a weird, yeah, weird spot. Their season record last year, I think Dan said it on the broadcast. They were fuck, what was it? Like 16 and I think it was 16 and four or 16. Four. And three. It yeah. was nuts. It, I don't know how the fuck that happened, but holy shit. Yeah. That's crazy. It was bad. No, it was real bad. But let's go into the weekend now. So we'll do the week weekend recap. I'll go to the starting pitchers. So Tomorrow is going to be, we can just say this, this is going to be a seniors home game. Chris Bassett versus Rich Hill, who apparently I saw heard on the broadcast. Rich Hill Rich is a, Hill. M- a month younger than John Schneider. 
He's a month younger than what? him or a month older. Yes. Rich Hill versus Chris Bassett tomorrow. Um, Barrios versus Oviedo on Saturday. And Kikuchi versus Contreras, who was disgusting on Sunday. Um, tomorrow's Man. game is going to be might be a snooze fest because it's two guys that throw curveballs that are 69 miles an hour. I don't yeah. know. It, it's tomorrow's game is I, I'm gonna I might declare it a must win. I don't know, but tomorrow's game, they they better beat I think, fucking fossil Rich Hill. They better beat I, him. I think tomorrow can be as close to as classified as a must win as it can be after this fucking <laughs> weekend, dude. Yeah, Rich Hill on the fucking mound, but that's that's like the typical person that the Jays will struggle against, right? Like some guy you think they're gonna shit all over, and then they'll put up two runs or no two hits. Uh, just do off it be like one of those games where it's just strike out, weak ground out, weak fly out, weak ground. It's just, I don't know, man. It's, I think they have to win tomorrow, right? They they have to win. They have to, you have to beat fucking, if you can't beat Rich Hill, I don't know. They always seem to just do bad against mediocre pitchers for the most part it's just and then strange. they'll beat Luis Castillo and then they'll <laughs> just, kick the yeah. shit out of Garrett Cole or something it's just <laughs> yeah. the weirdest shit I've ever seen it's absurd man I don't know like so I, I get the pitching matchups there I'm gonna say the Jays because th- this is a weird one they got to go Pittsburgh and then Philly back to back so Philly's also like Bryce Harper back now Fuck. yeah Bryce Harper's back God dude. damn it it's yeah but I'm going to say, but the cool thing about that Phillies series is you got the two big dogs going. I mean, you got Manoa and uh, Gossman going those two games. So, that, like, we'll obviously break that down later. But I'm going to say the Jays take two of three this weekend. I'm, I I, yeah. I think they lose against Contreras because that guy is unfucking believable Is like, he is he crazy? Like, I, I don't even know. No, dude, he's he, dude, he's... His likes, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not a baseball savant guy, but I just know all of his spin rates and shit like that is off the charts. He's just unhittable. I really? mean, it's just, yeah, he's really good. So that game's gonna be cool. It's Kikuchi versus him. So okay, I'm not quite sure. I know the uh, Pirates just got swept by the yeah, the they Rays. got swept by the Rays. But I don't know. It's it's hard to judge a team that got swept by the Rays because they're just fucking insane. Tampa Bay Rays. So I'm gonna say two yeah. or three. What are you gonna say? I think that's. Yeah, I to be honest, I don't even really, I don't really know much about that guy you're talking about, but if he's like crazy, I think that's probably the most fair assessment you can. Oviedo is a I think Oviedo is a bum. I'll say that. Yeah, I think uh, Rich Hill is Hill. a bum. Yeah, like they he's, should beat that. They should win this game. Fifty years old, they yeah. have to win that game. Yeah, Chris, what, Chris, what's your prediction here, producer Chris? I think uh, I think you're probably right. Two out of three. Um, you know, I, I do hope we win the first one, uh, and then I'm hoping Kikuchi just carves. I'd love to see Kikuchi yeah. carve because Kikuchi would be a potential sweep opportunity if the Jays take the first two. So that game will be kind of cool to watch. I, I will be pumped to see that. But um, I, so what we do, Kevin, is we do winners and losers. I'm just gonna say if there's no winners of this week, maybe Dalton Varsho. We we can all yeah, agree maybe. on is the winner. Yeah, it's the only yeah. winner of this week. Um, I'll, I'll start off. So my loser of this week, it's it's. It's just, it's got to be the guys that just continue to get in my fucking mentions about how bad the bullpen is when the starting rotation gave up 20 runs. It's it, yeah. it's the it's the bullpen haters and, and the starting pitching truthers that are the losers of this week because it this series, for example, it was just all meltdowns by the starters. It was not the relievers, none of that stuff. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. Romano or Swanson, but... Yeah, no, I'm going to say my loser of this week is the bullpen haters as well as Yusei Kikuchi because that was fucking bad. Yeah, it was yeah, bad. That, that was real fucking bad. Who, who's, you, who's yours, Kevin? Jesus Christ. Can you, do you only have one loser? There you can have one loser. You can have one or two losers. Like, we always say John Schneider usually on the pod, but... Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, him, you can add him to the list possibly. I think I just I'm dude. I don't know. I just I've already been talking with this. I just I'm just so fucking sick of Brandon Bell. (laughs) Like I'm serious. I don't know if I hate anybody on planet Earth right now more than Brandon Bell. I just I'm just so sick of it. Like he may not have even like contributed to whether they won or lost this series. I just think he's going to be in the loser category until they get rid of him or until he actually starts to do something like get out get. But the thing is, this is what sucks. When he gets on base, he is so fucking slow he, th- that it's, it's, he, it's... you could crab walk around the bases faster than this guy. I, I just don't understand. Yeah, it just makes no sense why they play him. And to be honest, I'm getting sick of Kevin Biggio too because he's taken away playing time from Merrifield, who deserves yeah. to be playing every damn day. And is Mer- Merrifield is raking every time he's in, he seems like he he's always on base. 
Yeah. Didn't he have like a fucking 20 game or I don't know how long. Yeah, he had a 23 game on base streak. Like, why is he? I just don't get it. It just I don't, makes no sense. It just, I, I just want to know why he's not playing at least like 80, 90% of the games. I mean, what Merrifield hitting 292 with a 350 on base percentage and a 382 slugging. It's like, I, I don't know what more this guy has to do, but maybe it's a playing time thing where he wants to kind of rest up at the start of the year and not play every day. But maybe, yeah. Chris, know, Chris, man. who's your losers? Um, hmm. So I was thinking it was, uh, I was going to go with the camera guy there at first. Yeah, uh, that's a good pick, actually. You know, that's a very good pick. What was it? Where uh, Vladdy hit a or what we thought was a bomb, and it was just like caught at the monster. I think hey, these camera some guys have been fucking some of terrible. the camera guys have been very bad. They haven't <laughs> even been on the right frame half the time when something happens. <laughs> something happened the other day. I th- I don't know if it was that exact one, but someone it, it was. They were, the frame was on the pitcher. And the yes, ball it was, was when like Vladdy hit. That, I think that's what Chris is talking about. When Vladdy hit that yeah. RBI single, and oh, you're not talking about that, Chris. But he, it was when Vladdy hit an RBI single, and the camera was still panned on the pitcher, and it, like I you couldn't see where the ball went. Yeah, you that's had no the idea one. where the ball went. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the exact it was, one. There was one really bad one. I think when we were playing the Angels, like early on. There was yes. one really bad one. Yes, where the, like, like... the camera panned into the fucking moon <laughs> and the guy was camped under it at the wall. Yeah. There, yes. There, there, yeah, I do terrible. think I remember that actually. Or, oh wait, or in Kansas City when like the camera seemed to be right in the middle of the fucking water. Do yes. you guys remember that? Yeah. It was like literally in the water fountain. You couldn't even see the action. Yeah. They couldn't have found a better setup. Yeah, it, like, what's going on here? It was I guess bad. that's not really the cameraman's fault. It's kind of like the people setting shit up, but it's like, what the fuck? Am I yeah, at a, no. a water park right now? You're just watching water shoot up in the air, it seemed like. It's been bad, man. It's been real bad. But I will say this. Since JR and Avery went to Mexico, the Toronto Blue Jays are 0-5. Ricky Tiedemann is now hurt. Oh, my shit. And, yeah. yeah. Is he, dude, did you hear anything else about that? Like, is he No, it's like something with his bicep. It's a bicep strain or something like that. I don't know what it is, but... It's uh yeah, so since the guys, the other two co-hosts, JR and Avery left, we got Ricky Tiedemann hurt. Um, 0 for 5 Toronto Blue Jays, where they just look like they forgot how to play baseball. So they should just never leave the country again while I'm grinding here doing solo fucking streams watching games. You it just that that's the Johnny June to difference. That's the Johnny June to difference. So, anyways, Kevin, man, obviously. It, the people needed this. People needed you on this podcast, man. We were pumped to have you on and uh any last words for Blue Jays Nation? Listen, I, I I addressed the nation. I said this team is still very good. This is just one of the most cat shit stretches I yeah. have ever seen. Because last year when they struggled, it was like whatever. There was a mm. little bit of struggle, stuff like that, especially with the Montoyo. But now in my mind, I'm like, listen, I know this team's still fucking good. This team rakes once the pitching just starts being like somewhere in the middle of what they were when they went like when they just didn't give up more than one run a start for like two consecutive starts each. Somewhere in the middle. Can we just get somewhere in the middle of what they yeah, are man. now and what they were two weeks ago? And I'll be and they'll just win a shit ton of baseball games. And I'm excited to see that little run they're gonna go on again. And then we'll talk we'll talk again when they go on that little uh six, seven game losing streak over against a cat shit team. So I'm pumped for it. Yeah, any last words there, uh, Kevin, for Blue Jays Nation where they can find you, all that type of stuff? Dude, I agree with what you're saying for one. Uh there's like Vlad Vlad Bow. Chapman, they're all doing amazing at the plate, right? Like when you got when those guys are doing good, it's it, it feel it still feels like there's there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance when those guys are doing good. Springer will be back. I am I don't know if I've ever been more confident in saying anything than Springer will be fine. Uh Manoa. Manoa will be fine. All right. Like I'm gonna be I'm I think I think I saw you saying that you're just, you know, I, I'm a I'm a very I feel like I'm a, at this point in my life, I'm a very negative person. And I feel like I get myself in trouble by saying too many negative things. I need to be more positive with my life, but the Jays, the Jays will be fine. The Jays will they'll bounce back, they'll they'll be in it at the end of the season. They will fucking they will uh Christ, it's painful being positive so much, but I, I'm, I'm just trying to fucking convince myself that the Jays will be fine because after these last couple of games, I don't know how you do it, but it just, <laughs> it'll be fine. The Jays will be fine. Uh, Vlad's raking, Bo's raking, uh, Springer's fine, Varsho's heating up, belt to the fucking sun, <laughs> go to the sun. 
And then once, well, I swear to Christ, Belt Bijou gone, the offense is just, the team's set. That's when the team gets going. You need to get rid of one of those guys or just both of them because that's just, it brings down the team. It's depressing. And then once that happens, it's it's all good. And I, the Jays will be, me, we're being positive today. The Jays will, I don't, you know, like the Jays will be fine. They'll, they'll be in it. They'll be there. We'll all be happy, hopefully. Well, I guess none of us will be happy unless they win the World Series. So I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, but... <laughs> They'll they'll play better. I I believe it. There it is. So there you have it, folks. As always, man. Thank you guys for listening. Jr. and Avery. I I, I don't even know when they're going to be back, but the next episode they will be back with stories from Mexico. Jr. Wheeling moms. I've already we've I've already got a couple stories in the uh, in the uh, back of my brain ready to go for you guys on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. But let's win a series, man. Let's get back on the horse. Time to get back. The most important game is the next one. Love you guys. Gate 14 forever. And uh, what an episode this was.